This program is brought to you by the Genesis Communications Network, a world leader in talk radio since 1998. Visit GCNlive.com today. From an undisclosed broadcasting location. This is a test. For the next 60 seconds, this station will conduct a test of the emergency broadcast system. America, here comes the relief from the pain. Unapologetically, this is Lock and Load with Bill Frady. Number two, this is Lock and Load. Joining me now from uh, Yuma, Arizona, is Dean Weingarten. Good afternoon, sir. Good afternoon, Bill. I'm glad to be here. Let's talk about this incident back in October at Dawson Creek, British Columbia. Tell me about this. This was really a uh, terrible incident. Fortunately, um, none of the people involved got killed, but it was very close. And what happened is this is a... Dawson Creek, it's in British Columbia. It's a fairly wild area. There's a ski mountain there. It's known as the Ski Mountain, Bear Mountain Ski Club, very appropriate. This incident happened a little over a year ago on October 3rd of 2020. No, that'd be two years ago, wouldn't it be? Let's see. No, a little over a year ago on 2022. Uh, so this group of four people went out hiking on a, a ski trail. There wasn't any snow yet, and their intent was to get pictures of the fall colors. And, you know, October, that's a good time to do it in British Columbia. There were three women, um, Annalyn Bartolome and her friends Leaset Kanoy and Wanali Kanoy and Annalyn's son, Kelly. Now, they're immigrants, I believe. I think uh, they're mostly... Kelly was probably born here, but they are immigrants from the Philippines. So it was getting late by the time they started back to their cabin. And that's when the bear attack started. It was, the sun was all getting close to down and the shadows were very long. And Kelly, who is uh, just as a teenage son, well, he sounds pretty darn capable, no matter what his age. He heard footsteps behind him. So he turned to look back, but he didn't see anything. So he dropped back a little ways from the group. And then he heard footsteps again as they continued back toward the cabin. And he turned, and he sees a black bear. And he... It says he alerted the group. I'm presuming he yelled bear or something like that. And then when he turned back, the bear was charging at them. And as the bear got close to him, he actually punched the bear. I mean, this is a pretty ballsy teenager. Uh, but it's strong bear just knocked him aside. And while it knocked him aside, it bruised his ribs. So it hit him pretty hard. Uh, the bear seemed to be focused on his mother, Annalyn. And Annalyn was attempting to get away, at least the best I can tell from the accounts. So the bear attacked Annalyn, but as it attacked her, her friend Leah said, 
intervened, you know, trying to get the bear off of her. It doesn't appear that any of these people had any weapons. So, as the bear is attacking Leoset, Kelly seems to have found a pickup, a stick, you know, a good-sized stick that he picked up from the trail, and he hit the bear with the stick hard as he could, presumably in the neck head area, because it says that he momentarily stunned it. Now, I picked up a lot of sticks off the trails, and the problem with these things, they're usually dry wood. They're usually something that could blowing down in a windstorm or something, and they're usually not very strong. Uh, and I, my suspicion is, is that when he hit the bear with the stick, it broke. The stick broke in two. Doesn't say he ever hit it again. So he and the um, the younger woman, who was her name, Wanali, said that you know we're not doing any good here. We need to get help. So they ran uh, for the cabin to get cell phone coverage. Um, and the cabin was by the trailhead. Uh, so it took them some time to get there. We don't know. I mean, it doesn't say exactly how far they were, but it was some distance. And they called the RCMP, and they got the RCMP got the call saying that there was this bear attack ongoing at 6 50 p.m. And it took them time to get there. We don't know exactly how long. Certainly at least a few minutes. Uh, one of the RCMP officers said that he was off duty at the time when he got the call, so it took him a little bit to gear up and get there. Probably not more than a few minutes. But when they got there, it was dark. It was already dark. And they started to search. Uh, they learned there were two victims still out there. They started searching. They had ATVs, and they started searching on Wolverine Trail, which is where they, um, the victims and the attack had taken place. And as they searched, and it's dark, so they're using the headlights, I'm sure, the ATVs, and they see a large pool of blood on the trail. Now, they don't give distances here, but I'm sure that it was probably at least a mile or more to where they found the victims because they had to transport them later on. So they stopped and were searching around this pool of blood and they had flashlights and they heard a, a low whisper. Help! Get him! You know, like somebody's trying to call them but doesn't want the bear to beat up on them. Right. And so they put the lights on it, and they saw this absolutely horrific sight. And here's this bear, pretty good-sized bear, sitting on top of the two women. And they are horribly mauled at this point. And uh, it said that the bear had been, when they saw the bear, it was like playing with these two badly wounded women like an animal plays with its food. It would, like, swat at them, see if they move with gnawing at them. Uh, the officer uh, said uh, one of the buttocks of one of the women was almost gone. The bear had eaten it, and her forearm was badly bitten up, too. Now, they tried to use one of the ATVs 
to push the bear off of the wind, but it wouldn't go. And I'm going, shoot the bear. And so when they couldn't get the bear to leave by using the ATVs, they decided to shoot the bear. And one of the officers said he's got a shotgun up and tried to shoot, but the safety was on. And so when he got the safety off, the bear started to move when he shot, and he wasn't sure that he'd made a deadly shot on the bear. But they found out that the bear was not right there, so they were able to load um, the women. And these are badly wounded women onto one of the ATVs and used the ATVs to transport uh, the uh, the victims. I think they said it was a gator ATV uh, back to where the cabin was and an ambulance um, would, was there so they could get them to the hospital. And both of the women have managed to survive but multiple, multiple reconstructive surgeries and in the hospital for weeks, months at a time. And uh, they they are surviving, but I'm sure these are life-altering injuries. Now, one of the takeoffs... Hold on on right there, if you will. We're coming up on the uh, first break, and uh, we'll continue this when we get back. This article... Published on the 14th at Amoland.com. Very well worth the read, simply because these are the kind of things, uh, you know, everybody wants to get out and get into nature and everything. If you're going to do that, you need to make a few considerations as to what's out there in nature with you. We'll be right back. This is Lock and Load. At MGS, we have what it takes to reinvent yourself. With a curriculum designed to balance work, family, and a gun repair education, MGS provides the gateway into one of the fastest-growing segments of the gun industry. Modern Gun School's mission is to provide high-quality distance education using time-tested materials and hands-on projects designed to develop a proficiency in both the technique and the business of gunsmithing. Go to mgs.edu. MGS Trade School. Your future is waiting. Garen Tactical Innovations is the ultimate one-stop shop for all your competition, law enforcement, and military needs. Home of the weapons of WIC. Now featuring the new Pit Viper, Terran is the one who trained the one. And he is Hollywood's go-to for taking the weapons and training to the next level. His legacy of championship wins, spanning across decades, is due to his uncompromising dedication to perfection. These innovations are now offered to you at TerranTactical.com. Hi, I'm Dr. Joel Wallach, the Dead Doctors Don't Lie guy. There's no reason why you shouldn't live to be at least 100 and have a great time getting there. And I'm going to give you a free copy of my lecture that tells you exactly how to do it. In fact, after you've lived a long and healthy life, there should be only two documents in your medical chart, a birth certificate and a death certificate. I'm Dr. Wallach with a warning. If you have a four-inch medical chart, if you take prescription drugs for high cholesterol, high blood pressure, arthritis, joint pains, and other health issues, the medical profession is failing you. They're using you for an ATM machine. My free lecture is going to reveal what pharmaceutical companies don't want you to know. There's been groundbreaking research and discoveries on how to effectively treat or eliminate over 900 different diseases naturally. And it's all in my free lecture called Deadly Recipe. So call toll-free 
1-855-79-YOUNG. Again, that's toll-free, 1-855-79-YOUNG. 1-855-79-YOUNG. Cancer categorizes over 100 diseases. Though we do not diagnose, treat, or cure cancer, GCN team is offering the Clemson University study where there was up to a 95% reduction in cancerous cells when exposed to a plant-derived mineral supplement. If you or a loved one are searching for answers to this horrifying disease, come to GCNteam.com or call 877-878-4203. We'll email you a copy for free. That's 877-878-4203. If you're concerned about the power grid and want to generate your own supply of off-grid electricity, this will be the most important message you'll hear this year. Here's why. We now have a small number of solar generators back in stock. These emergency backup systems provide life-saving backup power when you need it most. And unlike gas generators, solar generators run quietly, emit no dangerous fumes, and produce an endless supply of free electricity from the sun. Whether it's wildfires, dangerous weather, power grid issues, or just getting off the grid, you'll never have to suffer through painful power outages again. Even better, all this week, radio listeners get over $700 in free off-the-grid bonuses, too. Go to MySolarBackup.com to learn more and check availability. That's MySolarBackup.com. Look for the free report, Crisis Cooling, how to make absolutely sure your meat, milk, and medicines stay safe and cool in any power outage. Yours free at MySolarBackup.com. Are you afraid to go to the mailbox because of letter after letter from the IRS? Are they stacking on more and more penalties and interest? By now, you know the problem won't go away on its own. Don't let the IRS chase you to your grave with penalties and interest and liens and levies. You need real help now. I'm Dan Pilla. I wrote the book on tax debt settlement, and I help thousands of people solve tax problems they thought couldn't be solved. I can help you too. Call 800-34-NO-TAX or go to my website, danpilla.com. That's danpilla.com, danpilla.com. And welcome back. This is Lock and Low talking to Dean Weingarten, talking about this uh, mauling that occurred in British Columbia in, in October. And I had to interrupt you, so if you would, please, sir, please continue on. Yes, uh, this was about 15 months ago in October of 2022 in British Columbia. And there were three women and uh, one of the women's teenage sons who were there. His name was Kelly, and he turned out to be, in my opinion, the hero of the story. He saw the bear coming at them, warned people, punched the bear, then bashed the bear with a a big stick, but it wasn't enough to keep it from doing horrific damage to the two older women. And then they ran for help, and uh, they got help. And eventually, the RCMP Royal Canadian Mounted Police found the women where the bear had eaten a considerable amount of uh, their muscle mass already. And uh, they they actually eventually shot the bear and got the women to hospital and they survived. But what I got as a lesson from this was that almost any kind of simple weapon would have been enough to stop that attack. If he'd even had a club that was sturdy, 
and could be used multiple times. Bears, black bears, have been killed when people bash them in the head with sturdy clubs or rocks. And black bears have even been driven off with pocket knives. And if you have a good-sized knife, something like a fixed-blade knife, there's a famous case where a black bear uh, was uh, acting predatory on a man in Canada, and he had his dog with him. His dog jumped in between him and the bear. The bear grabbed the dog, and the guy took a couple of steps behind the bear and jumped on the back of the bear Tarzan style, and he had a six-inch buck knife, and he killed the bear uh, by stabbing it repeatedly with the buck knife. And his dog survived and came out all right. The bear was dead. So black bears are vulnerable. I mean, even grizzly bears have been killed with relatively small knives, you know, four or five, six-inch blades. So just about any kind of effective weapon. Now, if you're going to have a primitive, what we call a non-firearm weapon, probably the best would be a spear because it gives you a little bit of standoff distance. But we know that pepper spray or bear spray is not 100% effective because we've had eight people, no, nine people now, who, where bear spray was used, they were still killed by black bears. Well, not all those are black bears. I think three of them are grizzly bears. But black bears seem to be a little more resistant to pepper spray than grizzly bears. So even if they'd had any kind of firearm, even a, a small twenty-two pistol, would probably have been enough. Uh, to stop the black bear attack. I don't recall coming across black bear attacks where the bear is shot with any kind of a firearm and the bear doesn't run off. Black bears seem to be much more concerned that they don't want to have uh, serious injuries inflicted on them when they're doing a predatory attack. And this was clearly a predatory attack in British Columbia. I mean, the bear was eating the women while alive, literally eating them alive. Uh, there's no question about it. And that's, it, it seems to be the case. When, when bears aren't taught that humans are dangerous, when they become accustomed to humans, they occasionally, it's not a common thing, start looking at humans as possible prey. And sometimes you see it in strictly wilderness situations as well, where the bear just doesn't know anything about humans. This is a new critter. Uh, it seems to be made of meat. Maybe it's good to eat. And that we sometimes get attacked like that. But because at least it used to be that most people, when they go into wilderness areas, carry some kind of weapon with them. Uh, you know, when a bear starts acting predatory, it's especially a black bear, where it's approaching, you know, in a way that you see it. It's usually not a sneaky pounce attack because they know or because they don't know what this new prey might do. They're usually kind of cautious. We call it prey testing. Uh, and you can see it. There's plenty of videos out there which show the sort of activity. The bear will approach cautiously but not invisible. 
but you can see it, the person that's being approached, and it'll try to figure out what your reaction is. Are you a dangerous prey or are you just meat ready for the eating? And if you act aggressively, it'll back off. A lot of times if you spray it with, pepper, with bear spray, it'll back off. And then many times it will come back. Well, that wasn't so bad. I've gotten worse when I've raided a beehive. And uh, so it, a lot of times they'll just keep coming back, coming back. But if you have a firearm, after they uh, get too close and they're acting interested in you as food, you just kill them. And then they don't come back anymore. And any kind of firearm is usable in, uh, in that kind of a situation because the bears are not moving super fast. They're kind of cautiously moving in. You often can get a good shot from well under 10 yards. Uh, and I'm convinced that most cases where black bears start showing predatory tendencies toward humans, they just end up getting killed and you select out the bears that are a little too uh, bold for the good of the species. And that's one of the big reasons. And, and Herrero, Stephen Herrero, a very famous uh, bear writer up from Calgary, and uh, I think that he makes some misinterpretations, uh, but that's debatable. You know, I, I can debate him on that. But, but he said also that um, black bears are very likely, the reason you don't have more attacks by black bears is because the bold black bears get selected out during hunting season. If they're not afraid of humans, they get killed. Well, it seems like a very obvious mechanism to me. You don't see it as much in grizzly bears. And it makes perfect sense, because in the lower 48, you're not allowed to shoot grizzly bears, even if they're acting way too familiar. And in fact, in the lower 48, oh gosh, I did the numbers on this. What are they about? Per bear, we have something like 17 times as many fatal attacks in the lower 48 where bears cannot be hunted as happen up in Alaska where they're hunted with some regularity. Hang on right there, if and you will, he- Dean. Hang on one, one second for me, if you will. Uh, coming up on the next break, this article, like I said, it's at Amalan.com. It's at, Dean is at nearly 2,400 articles there. All of them poignant, all of them still meaning something today. And, uh, that's the beauty of it. We'll be right back. This is Lock and Load. Holster.com, the home of DeSantis Quality Built American Made Products for 45 plus years. Supporting police and government contracts from first responders to responsible citizens. Holster.com is your source for quality American made leather and Kydex holsters for the armed American. For concealed carry or open carry, Holster.com has what you need. We didn't invent concealment, we perfected it. Go to Holster.com now and buy a DeSantis holster today. Years, Aero Precision has paved the way as a leading manufacturer of American-made AR parts. 
Aero Precision caters to the rifle builder by engineering quality receivers, hand guards, and other essential parts. Aero Precision's added enhancements create a smooth build process from start to finish for beginners and seasoned builders. Whether this is your first rifle or your 50th, Aero Precision offers everything you need to make a quality AR at an affordable price. USA News. I'm Ryan Daniels. Republican presidential candidates are now turning their attention on New Hampshire following former President Trump's landslide victory in the Iowa caucuses. Both Trump and Biden, if you look at the fact that they are still focused on the past, whether it's investigations, whether it's grievances. Nikki Haley gaining momentum in the polls. Trump spoke about his former U.N. ambassador at a rally of his own late Tuesday. Is counting on the Democrats and liberals to infiltrate your Republican primary. You know that. The that's what's happening. The oldest serving member of the U.S. Senate is now in the hospital. Staffers for Republican Senator Chuck Grassley informed reporters the 90-year-old is receiving antibiotic infusions to treat an infection. His office indicated Tuesday that Grassley is still in good spirits and will get back to work as soon as he's able under doctor's orders. I'm Ryan Daniels, USA News. Tahibo Tea Club's original Pure Pouty Arco Super Tea comes from the only tree in the world that fungus does not grow on. As a result, it naturally has antifungal, anti-infection, antiviral, antibacterial, anti-inflammation, and anti-parasite properties. So the tea is great for healthy people because it helps build the immune system. And it can truly be miraculous for someone fighting a potentially life-threatening disease due to an infection, diabetes, or cancer. The tea is also organic and naturally caffeine-free. A one-pound package of tea is $49.95, which includes shipping. To order, please visit shopsupertea.com. The first word is shop, spelled S-H-O-P, then the word super, and then the word tea. The complete website is shopsupertea.com or call us at 818-984-6100 Monday through Saturday, 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. California time. That's 818-984-6100. ShopSuperTea.com. I am a non-attorney spokesperson representing a team of lawyers who help people that have been injured or wronged. If you've been involved in a serious car, truck, or motorcycle accident, or injured at work, you have rights, and you may be entitled to money for your suffering. Don't accept an offer you get from an insurance company until you talk to a lawyer. And we represent some of the best personal injury lawyers you can find. Tough lawyers that will fight to win your case. And they're so good, they stake their reputation on it by only getting paid if you win. So if you've been in a serious car, truck, or motorcycle accident or hurt on the job, find out today for free what kind of compensation you may be entitled to. Call the legal helpline right now. 800-509-4492 800-509-4492 That's 800-509-4492 Welcome back. This is Lock and Load. I'm talking to Dean Weingarten. We've been talking about this bear, and you were telling me how they, uh, you were just talking about how they cull these bears out, the ones that are aggressive and everything. Uh, right. Well, if you have regular 
seasons on bears, bears that aren't afraid of humans get killed. It's where hunting is not allowed that you, they tend to become way too familiar with humans. Right. And I would say that Kelly, the teenage son in this case, was the hero of it all, and he clearly was willing to defend his mother and her friends. Right. He just didn't have the means. What is a, what is a law? And I, I'm presum- And I've seen Justin Trudeau get out there and say, "Well, you can have a gun for co- for a competition. You can have a gun for hunting, but you can't have a gun for self defense." What about if you're going hiking? Can you have a gun for hunting that would go with you in the hike? You actually can in Canada, but it it's it's not it's almost impossible to get a pistol stake with you hiking. It's not horribly hard, harder than in most of the U.S. to get a rifle or a shotgun to take with you hiking. But in Canada, the rules on the barrel length of shotguns is much less restrictive than in the United States. So they make a few shotguns for Canada that weigh like four and a half pounds, double-barreled, 12 gauges and that they have a short stock on them and barrels that are only 10 inches long. They make a kind of awkward and heavy recoiling shot, uh, handgun, but, uh, you know, they're meant to be fired from the shoulder and they have to be in order to be legal in Canada. So that's one option. Frankly, I think if you were looking for a gun to carry hiking for defensive purposes, I'd get that Caltech KS7. It only weighs uh, a little over five and a half pounds and holds seven shots of 12-gauge. And my, the accounts I read of it is uh, a reliable pump-action shotgun. Right. I mean, it's, it's a bullpup, so it's very short. It's only 26.1 inches long. So I would think you could make a, a sling for chest carry on that where you could bring it into action very quickly and have a very capable pump action shotgun with seven shots and if you know if that if i was going on a long wilderness trip where i wanted to have a, a gun for protection i'd seriously consider that Celtic because it's easy to carry it's, it's not long and one of the biggest problems we see with long guns for protection against bears or whatever is because they are a little awkward, people are always setting them down. You know, you need to answer a call of nature. You lean your shotgun up against a tree or something, or you're in camp, so you put the shotgun in the tent, and then you start making lunch, you know, 10 feet away. Well, the problem is, if that gun's 10 feet away from you, it's not right available. So you can do that. And then the person who killed the bear Tarzan style, I should have his name. I've corresponded with him several times up in Canada. Uh, he read an account where a husband tried to rescue his wife and he, again, who was being attacked by a grizzly bear. And he just had a pocket knife. And uh, it wasn't enough. And so that's when he got a belt knife. And a belt knife is a lot better than nothing. But... As far as I can tell, Canadian law doesn't prevent you from having a big knife. So, you know, you could have a buoy type knife would give you a lot more options. And it could reach the vitals of a bear instead of just having to get at 
like the carotid artery, the main artery somehow, which is what people who people who successfully defended themselves against bears usually end up slashing and stabbing the bear with their small blades in the neck and head area, um, which can work, but they both of them got pretty chewed up in the process. Uh, a bigger knife would give you more options. So you can carry something, but you have to make a choice to do it. And these, you know, bear attacks are fairly rare. There's only a few people killed a year by bears. But you know, you mostly know when you're in an area where bears could be a problem. You know, they're not a problem in most of the area in the U.S. Although we are seeing more and more black bears appearing in suburbia, in the East Coast, Florida, um, because they're not hunted. They don't have a hunting season on them, so they realize that there's food where people are and the people don't bother me, so I'll go there. And eventually they lose fear and respect to people and you get more problems. Yeah, that's going to be, a, 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 especially around, I live in the upstate of South Carolina. Right up the street from me is Asheville, North Carolina. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. They've had some attacks there. And um, um, and it's because the the reason they're having these attacks is because, well, Asheville set up as little little outposts, little outcrops of civilization in the middle of the wilderness. Yeah, you've got a lot of uh, quarters of woods running right through the city. Yeah. So some dude will go out to take out the trash at like a restaurant or something, then he'll get attacked by a bear. Now, uh, let's see, uh, North Car- that's North Carolina, right? Yes, sir. So, yes, sir. Uh, yeah, so they don't have constitutional carry yet, but you can get a permit without too much. Yeah. Well, I think. Um, so, you know, another reason, animal t- attack, attacks by animals is another reason to uh, carry a defensive tool with you. That would be my thought as well. That and would frankly, be my thought. A- Attacks by dogs are much more common than attacks by bears. I think we probably get twice as many people or maybe three or four times as many people, I haven't counted them up, killed by dogs in the U.S. as they're killed by bears because we've got so many more dogs. Right. And, you know, and you get a pack of dogs, it's a whole different mentality. We're not talking about... You know, somebody who is uh, using those dogs to run bears or something, it's usually feral dogs that the owners have let go or don't take care of that band together in a pack, and you get four to ten of them. And, uh, frankly, that's a very dangerous combination. Quite a little formidable group there. Yes, indeed. Yeah. So, and I don't know how prevalent that is in North Carolina. I don't hear about it too much here, but... I live in a more urban sort of area, although as we go south, it gets a little more rural for some reason as we head towards sure, the coast. I, yeah. I hear of these attacks every now and then. A lot of them are breeds that people are not handling properly. They're very aggressive. Uh, there's some war breeds. There's some fighting dog breeds that if people don't keep them under very tight control, they 
revert to very dangerous behavior easily. Right. And, uh, and so I, and I, I probably read about those because they make good copies. So somebody writes up a story, you know, I think most bear attacks, not bear attacks, uh, dog attacks that are fatal are probably covered in the media, but I do see them, I think more commonly, probably about twice as commonly as, uh, as bear uh, attacks, deadly bear attacks. Um, it is definitely an interesting time as we encroach more and more on the natural habitat, as we push out and away and everything. So I'm sure we'll see more of these types of things. And I'm sure there'll be well, other, other classes of animals that come into this. But Oh, yeah, I think so. I mean, we're seeing some mountain lion attacks now. And it's a combination of two things. True, we are building more human habitat into areas that were wild. But by about 1900 to 1920, We've gotten rid of most of the predators in the U.S. Most of the uh, the bear populations are way what, down. Hold, hold on, hold on one minute. I, we, we'll talk about that in the next segment. Be right back talking to Dean Weingarten. This is Lock and Load. Looking for that edge during those intimate moments? We see many ads for enhancement, but the side effects include death. At GCN Team, we should change the healthy body, brain, and heart pack to the healthy libido pack. The brain and heart are not the only organs that require a healthy vascular system. For proper blood flow at the right moment, go to GCNteam.com or call 877-878-4203. That's 877-878-4203. That's 877-878-4203. Advertising is simple. It starts with someone who has a need. Mom! And then gets more specific. Mom, I want pizza. Then we add urgency. I want pizza tonight. Before you know it, your GCN advertising message is reaching millions of listeners. Listeners who are definitely in need. We want pizza! You see? Advertising on GCN is simple. Your message meets their need, and the result means new business for you. Tell us about your business. Then let our super creative department go to work to craft just the right message to feed those who have an urgent need. We want pizza tonight! GCN has the most affordable national radio advertising rates, period. And millions of people listen to GCN radio programs on over 1,000 AM and FM and XM stations and streaming audio live. Get started today with GCN, the Genesis Communications Network. Just shoot us an email, advertise at GCNlive.com. Complement your health with hemp-derived cannabinoid oil. We've always believed that the closer to Earth, the better it is for our bodies. Our hemp-derived cannabinoid oil is phytocannabinoid-rich, full-spectrum, and organically grown. Finally, hemp made easy, clean, and effective. GCNHemp.com or call 877-878-4203. That's right, we cut through the red tape. It's now available at GCNHemp.com or call 877-878-4203. Medicaid and CHIP offer free or low-cost health coverage for children and teens. Hospital and doctor visits, prescriptions, shots, and more are covered. That's peace of mind for parents if a child is sick or gets injured. And parents may now be eligible for Medicaid, too, even if they've applied in the past. Enrollment is always open. Visit insurekidsnow.gov or call 1-877-KIDS-NOW. Paid for by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services. Let me tell you a story about Bill.
Bill was a normal guy in his 50s. He had back surgery about two years ago. Bill was in a lot of pain. He dealt with his pain by taking the Percocets his doctor prescribed for him. Bill took more and more and more of them to help with the pain, until one day the prescriptions weren't enough to get rid of Bill's pain. Then one day Bill found someone to help him get rid of the pain with illegal drugs he didn't need a prescription for. Fast forward to today. Bill lost his job and his family. The only thing he does have is his drug dealer. If you know Bill's story and you don't want to end up like Bill, call the Detox and Treatment Helpline right now to get away and get treatment. 800-296-1327. Call right now. Help is standing by. 800-296-1327. G'day, I'm Jamel that works with Dr. Joel Wallach and the GCN team with Longevity at teamg'day.com. By becoming an associate, you provide income for you and your family on your own hours while working from home. So contact me, Jamel, by filling in the contact box at teamg'day.com and I will get back to you personally and provide all the support you need to get started and build your longevity business. Teamg'day.com. Teamg'day.com. Welcome back. This is Lock and Low. Talking to Dean Weingarten. We're talking about encroaching on the natural habitat and everything. We're about to go in a different direction. Uh, as we, we, we head that way, you were about to say something. I had to slow you down. What were you about to tell me? I was saying that by 1900, 1920, let's say just 100 years ago, 1923, by that time, we had reduced the populations of uh, predators, major predators in the U.S. by very large numbers. The black bear population was way down. Grizzlies were pretty much extirpated. There were only a couple out west, uh, you know, some around Yellowstone, sure. But they were in areas that there just were very, very few people way up in the mountains that even today are hard to reach. Uh, the mountain lion populations were way down. And the reason was is that at that time, most people still got their living by farming. And you realize that bears and mountain lions are bad neighbors when you're a farmer. They'll come and take a sheep or they'll take a pig uh, or they'll, the bears will break down your apple orchard or destroy your honey hives. And that's a big deal when you're making your living from the land on relatively small farms. At the time, everybody understood that, that these predators were bad neighbors. And even as late as 1960, there were, there was no question in a whole lot of people's minds that big predators were a problem for civilized society because they would do a lot of damage. Now, maybe the people in 1960, like me, I was about 10 years old then, uh, they didn't have personal experience with predators doing a lot of damage. I actually had friends that had sheep killed by coyotes, and uh, we had uh, 
only 20, 30 miles away from us. There was a farmer who had his horses attacked by a black bear. Uh, but even people in the cities, their parents and their grandparents had direct knowledge of predators being bad neighbors. So it wasn't until you got much later into the 80s and uh, at least 75 that you started this, what I call Disneyfication, where there were lots of people in the cities who never had any personal uh, recollections of uh, predators being bad neighbors and whose parents and grandparents had not been farmers or didn't have a direct connection to uh, the wild country. I mean, my grandfather fed his family one year by trapping. I have the receipts for the furs he sold in the spring. Um, and that was only a few miles from where I grew up, you know, about 1910, I think it was. It was still a pretty wild area. Um, so there's been a huge transformation in knowledge about large predators in the last hundred years from a lot of personal knowledge that maybe people weren't being attacked. Well, they weren't being attacked because a lot of people had guns around. And if you saw one of these predators, you shot it right? because it was problems. And to now, where we see them as, uh, you know, Yogi and Boo Boo, and they're really just furry forest creatures that are much nicer people than the ordinary people across the hall in the apartment next door. Um, and so we have a totally different attitude today based on fantasy and cartoons rather than personal experience and reality. So I think that's the root cause as much as the problem of moving into wild areas. And let's not forget that while the human population is increasing, and I don't think anybody will deny that, the bear and mountain lion and wolf population in the U.S. is increasing as well, very deliberately by governmental policy. So you mix those two together, and you're going to have more conflicts and more problems. Hmm. That's all really interesting. I, I guess, uh, what would you think would be the next uh, animal that we're going to see that we've gotten a little too familiar with? Oh, outside of the ones we're already seeing? Yeah. We're probably, we're, we're not, we're starting to see a little bit of wolf problems. I and mean, there have been a couple of people killed up in Canada. Um, but as we get more and more wolves, I think we'll start seeing more wolf problems pop up. Uh, my, uh, my brother was just talking about how, uh, up in northern Wisconsin, um, a bear hunter had shot a bear. I think, uh, you know, it was uh, during a baited season. And he, uh, he went to retrieve his bear. He had a pistol with him, I think a revolver, but he got menaced by a wolf pack. And rather than shoot any of the wolves, I mean, he had a six-shot revolver and there were several wolves, plus the legal ramifications of shooting wolves, he backed off rather than contest uh, the bear. And he only, you know, it's a bear that you only get a permit once every three years or so. So it was something he would have wanted to keep, but he let the wolf pack take possession of the bear rather than contest it. Well, what that teaches those wolves is people can be 
dominated. And you can take stuff from people and they don't really do anything to you. So, and that's a problem. I see more and more of it around the country. I mean, it's not like hundreds of people get hurt. Well, you know, there's a couple here and there. But I think uh, we'll see more of that in the future. How how uh, how south are do we see wolves? Right? How far south are we seeing those right now? Oh well, they, they just introduced them into Colorado. Um, there are wolves in the in the southern part of the U.S. I was there are some what they call red wolves uh, down in near uh, the Gulf Coast uh, near the Louisiana and Texas border. They claim that in the in those very wild areas around the coast, there might be a hundred or so uh, red wolves. But it's the question of how, what is a different species becomes a problem when you're talking about canids because wolves interbreed with dogs, which interbreed with coyotes, which interbreed uh, with uh, all the above. So, you know, exactly what is a coyote, what is a wolf, I think you can find clear examples of each, but also you can find intermediate individuals that are koi dogs or wolf and coyote mix or uh and they just it's a it's a very fluid and uh plastic genome it's a it's a and the there's incentive to try to split the genome up into as many species as possible for people who don't want any development or anything that happened in a certain area, if they can say, this is a separate species or subspecies, then they can bring the Endangered Species Act into play. And even though there may be many thousands, tens of thousands of wolves, you can say, well, this is a red wolf. It's specific to this area. Then you can invoke the Endangered Species Act. So wolves and dogs and coyotes tend to interbreed. Bears do not interbreed as prolifically and as readily and as, uh, how to put, successfully as dogs do. I mean, we've seen a few polar bear and grizzly bear hybrids. It doesn't appear that quite as successful as koi dogs, for example. Um, you see lions and tigers occasionally get a hybrid. As far as I can tell, they're sterile. Right. Um, so the the cat genome just doesn't seem to be near as um, plastic as the uh, canids. But there are plenty of canids that don't interbreed. Foxes don't interbreed with wolves or dogs. Uh, the African uh, wild dogs don't interbreed with wolves. I mean, so there are clear demarcations for separate species. Right. Well, we're about to run out of time, so we'll get to talk to Dean one more time before he takes off for a SHOT Show, and I guess we'll be getting an after-action review from you at shot show, after SHOT Show? I expect so. We might even be able to make a... Uh, well, you let me know, because we'll do sign that. Sign the show. If, if you want to do that, I will certainly do that. You know that I will do that. We've Dean and I have hooked up when he's been in Australia, so Vegas ain't going to mean too much to us. Yeah. Thank you for <laughs> taking the time. Yeah. Thank, thank you for taking the time to join me today, sir. Always a pleasure. We got hour number three inbound. We'll be right back. This is Lock and Load. 
At Spikes Tactical, we are all shooters with a very simple mission. Make the best product we can perfect at the best possible price for our consumers. We strive to produce the best components and rifles available with quality control second to none because real-world events don't allow for a second chance. Whether you are an operator, competitor, or home defender, Spikes Tactical will serve you well. Go to SpikesTactical.com. Spikes Tactical, 100% American-made to the highest standard. What's in a name? If that name is Ace Firearms, you've just entered a very expensive business. First, a fully appointed gun shop with all the guns, ammo, and accessories you could possibly imagine. But then you enter the manufacturing facility that is home to Red Alligator Concealment, Militia Arms Customs, and so much more. Ace Firearms is beyond a simple gun shop. This is a totally peerless operation. To find out more, go to acefirearms.com. Ace Firearms. This is only the beginning. People often write to tell us what has happened for them since starting Extendivite. Allow me to read a few. In one month, my blood pressure dropped significantly. I no longer get chest pain after exercise. It's amazing, and I ordered my second bottle. The reviews are spot on. My target is to get off BP meds, and if it keeps going like this, I see a light at the end of the tunnel. So far, a great product is what it claims to be. Great product. A few days in and I could feel a difference for certain. Not checking medical stats yet. I know this is really working by how I feel. We'll continue to take this product. To order, call 1-877-928-8822 or visit extendivite.com. That's X-T-E-N-D-O-V-I-T-E dot com. Extend your life with Extend. 